the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome aboard Backbone Radio. The train is leaving the station. The candle is being lit. Well, some call it a torch, not just a mere candle. As yeah, we fight for this American republic that is in peril from all directions, from without and, yes, from within. Matt Dunn will be with you here. Your host, live and local, October 22, 2023. We've got Lou, guest Lou, behind the glass tonight. Thank you for being here, my good man. We've got Blake out on assignment. He's on concert assignment, I believe, tonight. He, We've dispatched Blake to go to a concert, a musical venue, Red Rocks, perhaps, and uh, he's taking in, taking in the vibes of a Wilco show. So we're going to play a little Wilco music tonight in honor of Blake out there on assignment. Would love it if you could check in with us uh, by phone or by text as the program goes on, 4 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time. The phone number, 303-696-1971. And, of course, we will cover all of the mechanics of the political disaster we see all around us. <laughs> the speaker situation for the GOP. you got to love that one, right? I'll go through the mechanics of it, but behind closed doors, in secret, your elected GOP officials, your elected representatives, just wouldn't go there to do Jim Jordan as Speaker. Basically, the GOP voting population, Republican voters, unanimous wanting Jim Jordan to be the Speaker. But uh, that's where the rhinos come in. That's where the fake Republicans come in. And 20 of them went out there on record. Transparency. I thought transparency would get the job done for Jordan. But there were 20 hard cases out there that want to publicly, visibly spit on their voters, spit on the people that put them into office and make a show of it. Yeah, it's a money thing. It's a money thing. Follow that money. But I call this the big ugly along with Sundance over the conservative treehouse when you see the Republican Party establishment, the string pullers, the corporate globalist donor types that run that RNC, when a really significant issue comes up and they have to expose themselves, well, they don't like to have to do it. They work best in the dark and in the secret when they're lying to you. But, uh, yeah, when they really have to put their foot down and step on their voters, well, they'll do it. And they did it with this Jim Jordan scenario. It's a, It shouldn't be a surprise, and it validates everything I've been saying 
about the unsustainable fraud that the Republican Party actually is. It is disconnected utterly from Republican Party voters. And how long can that last? Is it a party that can keep going into perpetuity? You look at you look at the polling in the Republican Party primary, and it is the most humiliating primary that I can recall for the rhino class, in that you have Trump, and then you have six or seven single-digit dwarves down there. Emerson polling has Trump at 59, and then everyone else in single digits. Haley, 8. DeSantis, 8. Christie, 4. Pence, 3. Vivek, 3. Scott, 1. Burgum, 1. Johnson, 1. Hutchinson, 1. Elder, 1. So think about it. Think about what that means. That's an indictment of the Republican Party itself. It's an indictment of the RNC. It's an indictment of the big donors. That that bunch of single-digit dwarves have had essentially unlimited, unlimited big donor corporate money thrown at them, showered upon them, unlimited exposure on Rhino Fox News and all of the media, the Murdoch orbit, New York Post, Wall Street Journal, the rest of it. They spend all this money on the dwarves, and all they can come up with is single-digit humiliation. You do wonder why they get up in the morning, why they get out of bed, why they want to get up and perpetuate their humiliation. But somehow they do it, at least for a little while longer. DeSantis, single digits, oof. oof duh is what they say up uh, up in Minnesota. oof duh. I think that one comes out of Norway. And, uh, but yeah, you know, we'll do this a little bit longer. The primary's been over a long time, as people like me have been saying here. And you are seeing some bitter folks out there, some bitter, unhappy people. They latched themselves to the DeSantis juggernaut that failed to launch. These are people that thought, hmm, they're going to end up in cabinet positions. They're going to end up with high perks in the DeSantis White House by, you know, attacking Trump and selling Trump down the river, going after him. They have a vicious social media team, does the DeSantis crowd, who has backfired every time they tweet something. They cost DeSantis a few points, it seems like. But those people are trying to somehow maintain their sense of superiority, and they're trying to feel like, hey, yeah, um, I'm still superior, and I still am right to have done what I've done, and I got everything right in my mind, and I see politics clearly, and I live in the real world. But um, they have to explain away this thing about the single digits problem <laughs> and being behind by in just taking this one poll, the Emerson poll, and there's all polls across all the spectra say the same thing. This DeSantis down 51 points, and so the the folks that hitched their wagon to that, which is, a, which is a disproportionate amount of the commentariat, if you know what I mean. I mean, you turn on your TV, you listen anywhere, and you'll hear people are just, they were selected for being kind of DeSantis types, right? And it's the way it goes. When you go against the grain, you go against it. And um, it's humiliation. 
across the board for these people. But I guess we'll let it play out a little bit longer. We'll just watch it. But that speaker race is very illuminating for the Republican Party and what it says, what it diagnoses about the sickness within the Republican Party. And like I said, validating everything I've been saying about the corrupt GOP going back an awful long time. But when you get a window like this to really look in there, a transparent window, and you see them streaking, they've got their their raincoats pulled out wide and they're streaking, they're showing it all. That's when we got to take a good look. Take a good look at what we're seeing there so we understand more clearly. There's a few people that maybe don't quite understand it, you know, but this is a good chance to have a, you know, have a bit of a learning moment about what's going on in the GOP. Ken Buck, yeah, that guy's in a very dark place, may I say. He just would not vote for Jim Jordan when how much, what, 95, 90, 98 percent of his red district in Colorado would have been for Jordan. There's Ken Buck. Nope, he's on CNN parading about his anti-Jordan vote. Uh, How does everybody like Ken Buck out there? How do you like this guy, the swamp drainer to the swamp joiner? Yeah, we're going to cover all of that and might be asking, where do we find hope, earthly hope on this political landscape? Can you think of anything to be hopeful about or any candidate to be hopeful about? And of course, I I see it kind of comes down to Trump. It's only Trump to be hopeful in. Do you see anyone else to be hopeful in? I'd love to I'd love to hear somebody find some hope for us that's in some other avenue. Of course, we're the very pro-Trump avenue here. Another thing about you, so you're saying it's okay to arrest Trump and to raid Mar-a-Lago and all that. That's what the rhinos are saying. That's what the Republican Party is saying. They're saying all that stuff is okay. I want some thoughts about that, because I say it's not okay. Not okay. You don't get to do that stuff. Be right back. There we go. There's some Wilco. And they are at Red Rocks tonight. And guess who's there? Our music man, producer, Blake. And we are very blessed, blessed that producer Lou could show up and regale us with his hospitality and technical expertise this evening. As Blake, on occasion, we have to send people on assignment to catch a concert. And I saw this great American Eric apparently fulfilled his obligations by supplying producer Blake with a few of the trademark Great American Eric Burritos on his way up to Red Rocks. Oh, a saddle pal, Great American Eric. You're helping this all come together. It's just coming together, I'll tell you. <laughs> 303-696-1971. And I just, I heard during the break Peter Boyle's talking about the Black Eyed Pea. And I just have to say, I was there for dinner last night. My wonderful, amazing pink wife and I, and we took five kids with us. Big crowd. We were hanging out at the Black Eyed Pea, and it was awesome. May I just say, um, big old thumbs up to the Black Eyed Pea, and um, just one of those things where you just got to mention that it was it was so good and so fun, and you know, kid friendly. They were well behaved. We actually had two other patrons from Mother Table come up and say, "Your kids are so sweet. Your kids are so well behaved, and they're kind of tiny, and they can get mean." 
<laughs> but they were on their best behavior at the Black Eyed Pea, and they even they even earned a cookie after after the meal. And by the way, yes, I am opening another dental practice, and it's hap- it's imminent. It's imminent. I'm very excited. I practiced 24 years in one location. Then at some point you say, hey, I'm going to go to another location and start up another one just for kicks, just for fun. And I'll, I'll be having more info on that. I intend to promote that a little bit around here at Backbone Radio. Maybe some of the other hosts as well here as time goes on. Very exciting time. I never mentioned that, that I been practicing dentistry for all these years. Never mentioned it on air, but gosh, when you start up something new, you gotta just, you just gotta let it flow, and you gotta share the good vibe. But anyway, on a more somber note, saw this note in um, Israel. Okay, one hundred thousand Israeli civilians have applied for firearm licenses since the beginning of hostilities. The Ministry of National Security says. That came out, tweeted by Disclose.tv on Twitter. So, um, firearms licenses, yep, in Israel, makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. And um, Second Amendment, folks, that needs to be sacred. Absolutely sacred. Don't let the left-wing gun grabbers, the RFKs of the world, make no mistake, RFK is a gun grabber. He's going to try to say, oh, I'm not going to take anyone's guns. But oh, listen, look on the record of that guy. RFK is a far leftist who speaks well about the vaccine and all that, but he's a far leftist Biden voter and friend, Democrat, going to try to run independent to harm Donald Trump in 2024. We'll be speaking out on RFK. We'll be letting him have a piece of our mind around here. Let me let me just say that. And Alexa texts in, yeah, $200,000 check to Joe Biden <laughs> from Sarah and James Biden. All the family business. Thank you for that, Alexa. I'm, I'm going to get to that as the show goes on. That doesn't look reassuring. And, you know, do we have a corrupt regime out there? Oh, oh heaven forfend corruption in the Beltway. Well, let's start saying some hellos on the phone lines and honored you can check in with us. And gosh, Rick, marathon man from out in Aurora, 283 marathons under his belt, unless I've missed a couple. But welcome, Rick. How are you, sir? Hey, Matt. Yeah, that's, that's where we're at at the count. Well done. Matt, thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I try and be optimistic, but... Uh, it's getting bad out there. It, it truly is. Another 276,000 illegals in September. It, this is just, everything is completely out of hand. Everything. You just have to walk around with a sense that they're trying to destroy the country. Well, Willfully, course, I, actively yeah. trying to kill it. Absolutely. Now, a warning to Republicans, I'm sure you know, and people like Brad, and, uh, hey, no way, Emmer. Emmer from Minnesota. It has to be a no. We'd be in deep trouble. He's a never Trump, sir. Soros has yep. given him donations. This guy is bad. No, Emmer, no way. And apparently Tucker Carlson and Don, Donald Trump will be trying to uh, block Emmer. And all you need to know is that apparently Ken Buck is a good friend of Emmer's. Oh. Ken Buck wants Emmer 
and that's uh, the best non-endorsement ever for that guy, I'd almost say. Uh, can you imagine Ken Buck, what he's doing right now? You Jeez. know, he truly makes me sick to my stomach. It's amazing how people sell out, isn't it? He wants those programs, the you know, the talk show. He's the replacement for Romney on the Sunday circuit, basically. But, I mean, he has no talent as a broadcaster. He obviously has oh. no talent as a legislator. He maybe has some talent for writing books about the swamp, trying to convey a certain image, and then, uh, you know, you realize it was all lies, that it was all fake. Yeah. It was all a, a con to get himself elected in a red area and go to Washington, D.C. And I mean, how, how does a guy like that get through the Colorado Republican Party rigorous vetting process? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're very good at that, are we, here in Colorado? No, I'm at the point. Do you, do you think sometimes that maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago the Democrats just planted moles within the Republican Party? Hey, I'm starting to think that. Yeah, it's a uniparty, and yeah. uh, it's, the, it's the big money, and you have a primary, and the Republicans know exactly how to talk the talk and lie and put up the facade and write a book even about the swamp, and it's the money that gets the people the swamp wants through there, right? Yeah. And, and, yeah, and behind the scenes, by the way, Ryan and Boehner still make the calls to, you know, hurt us. Yeah, and even Newt Gingrich was out there, uh, you know, not saying the things I wanted to hear from someone no, like no. Newt Gingrich. Yeah. It's, I, I didn't well, like that either. You look across the landscape, and it's it's hard to find somebody you could be hopeful in, um, or somebody you can you can trust. There is and only that's, one. It's Donald Trump. That it just the only one. Can anyone think of anybody else? I mean, Jim Jordan's got to be on that list of people that uh, are liked, respected, and trusted by actual GOP voters. But uh, he's had a few, you know, things where, you know, people aren't as excited about him as they would like to be if you really look into the details. But that's where a thing, goodness, someone like a Trump has come in there and withstood everything and at least given us an option, given us somebody to vote for. And everyone else is in single digits. <laughs> it's a waste of time, money. And that, that shows you. And the other thing that in the back of my mind that I believe you did mention, no matter how you look at look at what... They did to Trump the, the phony indictments. They spied on him. They had a coup on him in 2016, and yet these rhinos don't say a word. I mean, you know it's over when I mean, we're, we're through. They can do whatever they want. The Republican Party did nothing after Biden sent his FBI to raid Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. And they, they obviously think it's okay. Of course. But I don't think it's okay. No. Any of that no. stuff. No. No. I don't understand how commentators and how, you know, anybody, people running for the presidency against Trump, a uh, Republican, how can they be okay with that stuff? I mean, it, it's not yeah, putting America first, man. It just shows you we're, we're, we're drifting toward terrible, terrible times. It's not, it's not a wholesome situation, but um, see, at least there's a lot more of us than there are of them. It's that small few that's been making the calls. Rick, we love to hear your voice. Stay close. It's Backbone Radio. Be right back. Yeah, talking about the sucker punch there, that's Sigrid from up Norway way. She was actually in concert not too long ago right here in Denver, I believe with the Paramount. 
Somehow my kids like her music, so we play her sometimes. And Sucker Punch is good for what it feels like to be a Republican Party voter. Getting sucker punched by the rhinos. You go to the trouble to vote for these people, send money to these people, put up yard signs for these people. And then when it comes down to it, they maneuver it so that, you know, you're sucker punched, you're slapped, you are you are disrespected in that the basically 90-some percent of GOP voters wanted Jim Jordan to be the next speaker, and the corporate rhino class got 20 folks to come out and stop that from happening, either 20 or 22 or 25, behind closed doors, actually. See, in public transparency, it got about 80% of the rhinos um, to go do a fake vote for Jordan. But they knew they had it rigged so that there'd be enough to stop Jordan that would go public and transparent with their perfidy. But behind closed doors, internal secret, secret ballot, 122 voted nay and 86 voted yay. So it goes from about 20 transparently, publicly, to 122 behind closed doors. Those rascals. And I do fail to see much of a point in even needing a Republican Party, having a Republican Party. Why does it exist? Again, it's an unsustainable scenario in which it exists, like I always say, to corral the sentiments of GOP voters, put them in a box, and then contain that box and kick that box to the curb whenever anything of actual significance comes up. The speaker is one of those moments of significance where they had to show their hand. They had to show themselves. 20 of them did publicly anyway. And the gulf between the elected GOP and the GOP voters is basically about as big as the gulf between GOP voters and Democrats in office. Some people out there, like Shem Horn, one of the best, funniest Twitter accounts you will ever see. I don't know. Some people should make it in comedy, and it's great that there's a Twitter as a place, or should we call it X, for them to speak there. But he says, you know, he's a conservative, done with the Republican Party. He's only going to vote for Trump. That's it. Only voting for Trump. No other Republican. Could there be some kind of peer pressure applied where the actual good Republicans who are in tune with the GOP voters, meaning the 86 that wanted to vote for Jordan to be speaker, that they could put peer pressure on these absolute chumps that are destroying the party and loosening the attachment of GOP voters to want to get up and vote for anybody in the party besides Trump? Yeah, we'll go vote Trump. Trump is dominant. Trump's ahead by 50, 60, 70 points. In the primary, he's ahead of Biden by quite a lot in the primary. But I think it would make rational sense for the Republican Party voter to watch this play out and look into it a little bit and realize there is not one damn point in voting for a Republican because all they do is lie, cheat, and steal. So why bother? Why bother? Trump or bust? That's, uh, I think, a very rational viewpoint to be adopting right now. And they show themselves. They're streaking right now. They've parted the 
the hems of their raincoat, and they're showing us everything. <laughs> and you know the deal, folks. It's not a pretty sight. It's kind of a revolting sight. And then to realize you are being exploited by that, they are exploiting you for that, they're taking your money for that and throwing it back in your face. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks, folks. Um, let's see what Brad has to say about that. We'll go to the phone lines, and Brad was even queued up by Marathon Man Rick moments ago, and Brad must have heard the the bells ringing. But Brad, Lakewood, you know it all. What are you seeing out there, sir? Are you impressed with your GOP right now? Well, I think what people need to realize is the number one problem is our outer side of the aisle. We spend too much time complaining about the Democrats, and then we do the exact same thing ourselves. And another thing is people need to realize there's a difference between a conservative and a Republican. I, I'm all for the conservatives like Andy Biggs, Chip Roy, Matt Gates. but uh, I said this comment to a fellow Republican, and he didn't like it one bit in the least. I said, how do you tell when a Republican's lying? When they open their mouth, why don't yeah. the good re- why don't the good Republicans say anything about the bad Republicans? Because there's no such thing as a good Republican. There's good conservatives, but there's no such thing as a good Republican. And I think I have a little bit of influence. But my next door neighbor uh, used to donate to the Republican Party, but after he's talked to me for a while, he no longer donates to the Republican Party. He will donate to individual conservatives, but not the party. So I, you can, you can have an influence one person at a time. Well, yeah, but I don't know. You look at the GOP, and obviously Ken Buck, his office is being deluged with angry phone calls, with emails. He's getting hammered on Twitter, but still he keeps doing it. I just don't think he cares, apparently. Do you, oh, think, was, do you think he cares at all no, about he, his voters, the people that got him in there? He doesn't, because I've been calling up these members of the Freedom Caucus saying, we know what Ken Buck's like up here in Colorado. Why do you even allow him to stay as a member of the Freedom Caucus? And this one individual told me he had a friend in Ken Buck's office, and Ken Buck's office had received over 6,000 angry angry messages uh, th- last week, and yet Ken Buck still doesn't care. Right. He doesn't care. He wants the job at CNN, and he's showing his true colors, that it's his whole political career has been a scam. How can you say it any other way while you're here, Brad, here's Ken Buck on CNN. Had a text to studio. They call him CNN Ken right now. He did not vote for Congressman Jim Jordan, instead voting for Tom Emmer. Well, I guess my first question is, do you really want Tom Emmer to be speaker? No, I don't. I don't like Tom Emmer. I figured this would be the worst job in America. Mike Rowe would not want to do this for his TV show. This is so, a terrible job. Okay, so just to underscore that. You voted for somebody because you don't like them. I, I voted for somebody because I wasn't going to vote for Jim yeah. Jordan. He says he wasn't going to vote for Jim Jordan. And later he came back and clarified and said, I'm a good friend of Tom Emmer's. I was just joking about saying I don't like Tom Emmer. So that's the context of that. But he, he with a will, will not vote for Jim Jordan, which, like I'm saying, I bet his district almost entirely would want Jim Jordan to be the speaker, his voters, his people, Right. Exactly, and then then they have these votes in private, like that one twenty-two to eighty-six vote. Yeah, they, they do it. They're they're too much of so much of a cowards that they they can't even uh, address the public and have the courage to say how they voted. Isn't that a shame, huh? And they wonder why we don't want to vote for them. And remember, back in two thousand ten, 
when the Tea Partiers were trying to get Ken Buck elected Senate, he made he was caught on hot tape saying, I wish these damn Tea Partiers would quit following me around. But he would attack the Tea Partiers who were trying to get him elected, but he wouldn't attack Michael Bennett. Yeah. Well, the Colorado Republican Party, I think, is improving now and under some new leadership, but it it's not too encouraging that, you know, who were the Republican Party people around that helped shepherd Ken Buck up the ranks, right? Isn't that kind of an indictment of our own GOP to get the kind of people in there that are going to become rhino honest when it counts? I, I agree. And when I called up the Colorado Republican Party the other day, they said they're receiving all sorts of uh, angry phone calls about Ken Buck. And, and the Idaho Republican Party told me they're receive, they were receiving so many angry phone calls over Mike Simpson, they couldn't get any work done. Right. And by the way, Mike Simpson's out there saying, oh, it's a hostile environment. People are being mean to me. My voters are calling me, complaining at me. They're, they're trying to intimidate me. They go right to the victim thing. Mm-hmm. Isn't, that, isn't that kind of pathetic? You know, they're going to they're gonna say, oh, I'm a victim of the people I've lied to and betrayed and kicked to the curb. I, that's just, they love to go there. And that, that Don Bacon guy in Nebraska, same deal. You know, he's, oh, they're intimidating me. Wah. Do you have a whole lot of... I mean, that's the job, right? Maybe they should go do something else in life. Maybe well, they could resign, go do something that's, like, actually useful. Maybe? Well, it all goes back to what Dan, Dan Bongino said. There are many Republicans that are actually Democrats, but no Democrats are Republicans. And I think they've just uh, learned the Democrats are just going to infiltrate our party and put an R by their name. Yeah, and that comes from where the big money is, right? The big money people, they've got trillions at stake controlling our government, and it's an investment for them, so the money comes back to them, their wallets one way or another. So they have to invest Democrat, they have to invest GOP, and they have to create this sort of system that actually makes you think a real debate is happening. <laughs> they have to lie and lead you on. They have to, you know, it's a profit center to have campaigns, right? They can raise money and the consultants, and they all make out well, right? But when it actually matters, they're not going to let Jim Jordan in there. They're not going to let Trump in there, right? Thank you, Brad. Oh, got to play a little Dion tonight. Donna, the prima donna. I don't know, Lou. What's your take on that number? You like that one? Yeah, okay. When was the last time anybody out there heard some Dion? Dion and the Belmonts, right. The other day, I happened to hear that song, and I found myself just in the car, tapping my foot, not on the brake or the gas, you know, but snapping my fingers, and I thought, that is a fun, cool, good tune. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it to Backbone. Anyway, that was our Dion installment tonight. And why don't they do that anymore, by the way? Why don't we get... A lead singer go up and sing with some really talented backup, harmony, chorus, the rest of it, right? Where did that go? Don't you think we are all impoverished as a result of that going away for some reason? But I'm telling you, if some band got out there and they put their their crooner up front, their lead vocal, like a Dion type, and then had some good doo-wop people behind him or her that that music would work. Just heard Aretha Franklin the other day. And what's what's the song from, you know, Blues Brothers? What's what's that? Everyone knows that tune anyway. Uh, we were out at the ice skating rink in Breckenridge. Yes, I've been out mountain climbing again. 
climbing those hills before the snow gets too piled up. But we stopped by the ice rink, put all the kids on ice skates. Not the two-year-old, but he he did go out there a little bit, you know, little helmet. But anyway, um, Aretha Franklin's song came on, and you got the doo-wop behind Aretha. And where is that? I'm just, I'll tell you, America's croaking. America, there, There's no hope. Just kidding. Anyway, but if somebody, some enterprising entrepreneurial singer band out there wants to do some of that stuff, they'll go, they'll, the sky's the limit. Anyway, enough of a musical diatribe. But now it's all just like the pop star gets up there and like, you know, is all self-absorbed and doing their own thing and really into themselves. And somehow that's what our culture likes. That's when R.E.M. stopped doing the, the backup singer guy. They would alternate their vocals. Then somewhere along the way, it was always only Michael Stipe singing. See, mistake. That's when they started losing it. I'm telling you. By the way, I've had some good text to studio about Wilco and the rest of it. Wilco is kind of a intellectual bunch in a folk group, kind of country folk, whatever you'd call them. And yes, producer Blake is on assignment watching Wilco at Red Rocks tonight. Those guys are cool. Let's get to some phone action. We're talking about the speaker disaster for the GOP. I call it the big ugly, where the establishment shows itself, shows its true hand, and shows how absolutely separated they are from the GOP voter and how they do not give a damn about you. They despise you. They hate you. They kick you to the curb. They take your money. Yeah. Brian in Arvada, how are you feeling about this little situation? Well, I'm not feeling too positive there, Mr. Dunn. I I was wondering if you were going to be positive, you know. You would have been okay with Speaker Jordan, right? Oh, Kenny came out with Drain the Swamp, and then he just... As soon as he got a few bucks in his pocket, you know, gets his uh, little ushered uh, ushered around town. He gets his free food. He gets to feel important. Then he just stuck the finger at everybody and said, no, guys, sorry, man. I'm going with the swamp at this point. It's more comfortable. Yeah. Ken Buck, swamp drainer to swamp joiner. That didn't take long. Kind of embarrassing. Yeah, man. You know, Speaker Jordan would have invigorated the Republican Party. That would have psyched people up. That would have been a great boost heading into 2024. People would have been pumped, ready, let's go. But they wouldn't well, you know, have I'd have it. been curious because I know that Jordan guy, he likes to talk a lot. Now, I don't know if he's a, a swamp creature or not, but he likes to talk a lot, but he never really had the power to pull the trigger on anything. So I was curious to see, you know, what he would have done. Uh, yeah, being well, in that situation. So. I can't think of anybody better. And by the way, Byron Donalds might be running, and he's a uh, tried and true Trumper MAGA guy. And that might be, and let's see, Eric, yeah, Great American Eric's thinks Byron Donalds would be great. And I, I'm thinking, well, if we can't get Jordan, let's go Byron Donalds. Do you think that the rhino class will come out in public and not vote for Byron Donalds, that might not look too good, right? Yeah, they're all about smoke and mirrors. You know, like you said, behind the doors, you know, we know how they feel. They're comfortable. They like to lead from behind. That's what the Republicans do. They go, well, hold on a second. I'm, I'm, I'm like super comfortable. You know, I got all this money flowing in. It's all good for me. So if I don't have to get in some kind of... It's almost like they all collude together and say, hey, okay, you got to take the fall for this one guy. 
just so we can all keep our little prominent positions. Well, I mean, and that's one thing they do, Brian, show. is that whenever a big key vote comes up, meaningful, like with McCain going south on Obamacare, they can find yeah. a way, the leaders, the speakers, the Senate majority leaders and all that, the McConnells and the Paul Ryans and all that, they can find a way to carve out just as many rhinos as they need to make sure the establishment stays in power. The establishment gets what they want. The ruling class stays in control. Does that make sense? So well, it was, yeah, it uh, makes complete sense. I mean, you look at McCain, they knew he was done. So they said, okay, well, I guess you're the fall guy this time. Right. Guy. I mean, we got to keep our status and whatnot. So they have to do this calculation all the time, say, what benefits the ruling class? Okay, so how many Republicans do we need to go take a hit on this one? And they got 2022 to take the heat on Jordan out there in public. But behind closed doors, it's 122. <laughs> We're not for yeah. So see how that works, right? That's the deal. They they just pick the guy that, you know, has to be the bad guy to screw us all. And then we'll, we'll forget about it in six months a year. He won't be the bad guy. Another guy will wrote in, rotate in to be the bad guy. I mean, it's an absolute clown show, and that's why we have to have Trump. But... I'm just I'm a little worried because I don't see any way they can let Trump in. I'm thinking they're going to have to pull out all the all the stops on that one. Yeah, I mean they could do the assassination route, the JFK route. They could do the World War Three and World War Four route: war in the Middle East, war in Ukraine, war against Russia, nuclear bombs going off everywhere. They, I mean, I, they already threw a virus out there in 2020. To stop Trump, in my opinion, when I, I just, I'm going to say it, that's my opinion. Uh, well, that's my opinion, too. You look yeah. at the timing so of what, it, guys. We're what will these stupid. people not do? It's existential for them. They are unloved, they are unpopular, they're fragile, they're freakish. Um, what would they not do well, remember, to stop the Trump? Most evil people, the most evil people guy aren't the guy that will pull a gun on you and shoot you. The most evil are the ones that will sneak behind your back and poison you. The fifth column. That's the most evil. That's why I say it. rhinos are far more trouble than they're worth having around because you get the rhinos in there, then they can always be deployed to shoot down everything Republican that's good that the voters actually want. Does that make sense? You got the traitors in your midst, and that's why it'd be better not to have them. <laughs> be better. Well, you know if, what? What's good? You know what, Matt, in all seriousness, what's going to happen with Trump? I mean, they can't let him in. Do you think it's going to be, and say Nikki Haley gets it or no, Ron DeSantis? No, no, none of them have a chance. They're, they're being steamrolled. The primary is a done deal. But um, Trump just, he's strong enough and talented enough that he can steamroll this thing. He can win. He can defeat the ruling class, the deep state. That's what has to happen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.